0: Greetings and welcome to Lunch with Lawrence, season two, y'all. We are here, season two. Listen, first season, I interviewed Cleveland entrepreneurs here in my house, individual entrepreneurs. This season, I am bringing couples to the table, guys. I'm interviewing entrepreneur couples. And for episode one, I am excited to introduce to you Larice and Rashonda Purnell, Welcome to my home, guys, for season two of Lawrence. Lawrence.
1: <laughs> hey. hey we, Thank you for having us. We are yes. happy to be here. I
0: don't know whether to call you DJ Lawrence. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's the title today? No, but we're happy man. to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I'm so excited you guys are here, man. I'm excited to be back for season two. Um, as you guys know, I have moved. to I, re- I recently relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, but I still reside here in Cleveland, y'all, and I'm still excited to interview the Cleveland entrepreneurs. So, to kick it off, guys... I have some icebreaker questions, just a couple of questions before we get into the entrepreneurship as a married couple, right? So you guys can answer these questions uh, however you want to. And the first question I have for you is um, when you guys fly on an airplane, do you prefer a window seat or aisle seat?
1: I'm always in the middle <laughs> because he wants to do, get the aisle seat.
2: Yeah, I, I want the aisle seat so I can make sure I save her. So if I'm in the inside, I can't what? get to or I can't control our destiny.
1: So, <laughs> well, you know I, that I, I lady go, got go, sucked w- out the, the,
2: the window seat. So, so I'll pull you back. i hold on to the other aisle seat and hold you in. But no, it, it
0: helps us get quickest to the exit. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, penthouse with ocean views or mansion with views of the mountain and forest. Big, big floor ceiling window mansion or floor or ceiling window penthouse with ocean views.
2: That's easy for me. I'm going to let her answer first.
1: Penthouse with ocean views.
2: I love water. Okay. It's serene. It's the only thing that relaxes me. Yes. uh, It's when I hear water. Yes. So I love water. Yes.
1: All right. Okay.
0: If you could only have three apps on your cell phone, (laughs) (laughs) what would they be? You could only have three apps.
1: Bank accounts. Mm Mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Three apps. I don't know what my third one would be. Maybe a stock app.
2: Okay. Okay. First one would be the Bible app. Okay. Um, then it would be um my bank app mm-hmm. and an investment app. Investment app. Okay. So you'll get rid of the social media platform? Yeah, I would. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Uh
0: if you had if somebody if you had 10, if you had to spend ten thousand dollars today, you like you have to spend it. You can't put it in a savings account, an investment account, but you had to spend it, what would you what would you spend it on?
1: Um, For me, because I had um, an experience, what day was that, Um, when we came back last week, Friday, Mm -hmm. um, I was downtown. And I seen a young man, first before I even seen a young man, I seen a book bag and like a sweater mm-hmm. by like this mailbox. I'm like, who left that stuff right there? Yeah. So I just happened to be looking down and I happened to look up and I see like a teenager. He had to be about 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. He had on some gray sweatpants and they were really filthy. Yeah. So I'm rummaging around my purse looking for some money. I had a $10 bill mm-hmm. and I rolled out my window and I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. He was like, thank you. And he ran right into that store and grabbed him something to drink. And it just broke my heart. Like yeah. I was at the light yeah. just bawling crying but yeah. I had to go get my dog Jet to take her to the doctor yeah. so I was like when I go back downtown yeah. I wanted to just find him and give him some more so I won't say I would give him the whole 10000 yeah. but I definitely want to give, give him give something some yeah. way more than enough that he can have to sustain himself That's for dope. at least a month okay okay what
0: about you $10,000 today you have to yeah. spend it you have to I, do something with
2: it other than save it based on how I grew up I would definitely feed the homeless yep I'm um, just kind of staying true to what I've been doing in this community for many years. I would yes. definitely go out and make sure we feed those in the yeah, air.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. And the last icebreaker question If you could time travel, would you go back in time to meet your ancestors or forward in time to meet your descendants? Hmm.
2: F- for me, because I, I, I talk about building legacies. Um, I feel like they've already set the tone for what our future should look like, but I would want to meet my descendants to make sure everything I taught, I actually see it come to fruition. No, that's okay. Good. That's okay. Good. Same same answer for you.
1: I wouldn't say the same answer okay. because I'm not where he's at yet. Okay. <laughs> but um, not so much to for my ancestors, but yeah. Today just been a heavy day, so yeah. to see my mom. Yeah, I got you.
0: All right, awesome, awesome. Well, those are the icebreaker questions, y'all. Those a great question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I came with those this morning. <laughs> oh, no. a, hey, hey. It was a great morning. <laughs> yeah. And this is my first time. This is my first time doing the icebreaker questions because I didn't do it last season. We kind of just got right into it. Yeah. And I was like, let me, this time we bring something a little different. I like okay. that. So, my goal is to try to bring different ones for each episode. I may, you know, swap some of these out and, and keep some, but we'll see. All right, y'all. So, again, season two Lunch with Lawrence. I have uh, Mr. Mister, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Purnell here. Um, I'm excited to interview you guys and talk about entrepreneurship. And um, I want to talk about, like, individual businesses uh, collabing, coming together. What does it look like being married and also in an entrepreneur realm when both of you guys have your own stuff going on? What led you into entrepreneurship, and what was the first thing that you started doing?
1: Well, the first thing that I started to do... Um, was open up my own beauty salon. Okay. So, I've always done hair. I would do my own hair, and people would be like, who, who did your hair? I'm like, me. I did my hair. And they'd say, how much you charge? I'm like, I don't charge anything. <laughs> so, it went from me charging $10 in my house, in my mom's house on 105 Ooh. to me charging 20 then right. 40 And then I finally went to hair school, and I did that thing, and I worked in a salon yeah. for many a years. Yep. And then... The young lady, Demetria Francis, that owned Hair Bad DeFranco, Mm -hmm. she actually was selling it. So I'm like, I gotta get it. Mm -hmm. But it was just so, not so much money wise, but it was just, I was scared. I didn't, no one in my family had owned anything Mm. to my knowledge. I'm learning throughout the years that some things has happened, but what I can remember, no, like my mom and my dad, they didn't own anything. Mm. So I was frightened. Yeah. And my best friend, Myesha Wilson, she yeah. actually talked me into opening up my shout first out, salon. Shout out, Myesha. Yes. Yeah.
0: And and, and, and Michi. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If it wasn't for her
1: selling it, I wouldn't uh-huh. have, I probably would still be working for hairlines by the front office. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. But you took that leap of faith. Yes. And so it was Myesha that kind of drove you into yes. going to make that jump. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up.
1: She gave me my last $2,000 that I needed to purchase the building, wow. we were to purchase the, the um, business from Demetri. Yeah, yep. that's
0: dope. That's dope. And, that's, you know, that's, that's good like, to have that, you know, solid friends around in mm-hmm. your circle mm-hmm. because when people can see your vision and see where you want to go and they're going to help you get there, that's amazing. Yeah. So what about you, man? What was your first, like, entrepreneur, like, the journey? Where did it start for you?
2: So it started actually when I was young. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't know, I didn't call it being an entrepreneur because I didn't know no better. Um, But I think about even on Kinsman, 143rd and Kinsman, Mm -hmm. used to be a save more. So anybody know Kinsman, remember that save more. I used to, I had a whole little crew and didn't realize I was running a business then. We used to put people's groceries in their trunk. Because uh, you couldn't push the cart through the bars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we used, so we, so, so, so we used we to yeah. grab the, when you came up, we, we wouldn't even ask questions. Yeah. We would just grab the bags. Uh-huh. And I look up, I had one guy helping me, then we had two guys, and we uh-huh. had three guys. But I was, back then, I was a young kid. Then I, you know, started where I started doing landscaping. So shout out to my, you know, eighth grade teacher, Miss Patrick, from Warrensville. Uh-huh. What she did was she let me cut her grass. And next thing I knew, I was cutting everybody's grass on the street. So, again, not knowing I was an entrepreneur, I created a crew. Mm-hmm. We all the way down to when I went to college, they would call my mom and say, where's Byron? Where's, uh-huh. Is he coming to shovel snow? Uh-huh. Was he cutting grass? I was so reliable at it, but we had a whole crew. But my first initial file with the state of Ohio business was when I was in college. I actually invested after I graduated in real estate. And I actually was going to be one of the youngest developers to build homes with a group who had been doing it in that community for years. Okay. And I invested everything I had in it okay. and lost everything I had. Wow! So that wow. was my first business. Wow. Yes. Wow. I didn't know that
0: you um, were, uh, your first was in the real estate yes. business. Yeah. Okay. A lot That's of people don't
2: don't know that story. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to bring it back up because yes. Yes. Uh, I still haven't got through that hurt. I probably need some <laughs> counseling about it because uh, it took me a lot of years to, to rebound from it. But but again, as I always believe in stepping out. On faith mm-hmm. and i thought it was a good opportunity Then the market crashed and mm-hmm. again you know i put a lot into it mm-hmm. um and it was something that if it would have went well it would have changed my life mm-hmm. um so so again I, I have no regrets about it yeah. but I, a lot of lessons learned through the process for sure
0: yeah now today Rashanda, are you still uh, in the hair industry you still doing hair
1: I still do hair, but I currently closed my salon maybe about three years ago. Okay. Best thing I could have ever done. Yeah, And now I'm working with a girlfriend of mine, Essence Divorce. Shout out to Essence out to at Essence. Style Bar. Nice. How long
0: were you, how long were you, you had the salon? The salon. Yeah, From
1: 2008 till about, I was, I love where I work at now. So I, I can't even remember if I've been there two years or three right. years. Right, yeah.
0: What was, what was some of your biggest challenges by running, running the salon?
1: Micromanaging mm-hmm. the people, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I was always say in my salon, I was the teacher. Mm-hmm. So I would go out and learn different techniques, and they'd be like, "Oh, Rashonda, how do you do that?" And I would even have other salon owners calling me to ask me questions. Where I'm at now, I was, a, I am a student. When mm. I got there and it was the best teaching, I've learned so much from them young girls. Yeah. I've learned so much. I love the energy, yeah. just everything around it. So if I, I told Essence if I was to ever create and open up another salon, mm. it would only be if I just wasn't working there. Like right now, I just see myself. Just I love where I work at. Yeah, and
0: that's dope. And it's nothing wrong. And that's and I like that. I like that you said where the younger people come in mm-hmm. because they could teach us stuff. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of business owners get stuck in their own ways. Yes. Like even in the real estate business, for example, I've been doing this for, f- I think 15 years now. And so as my property management, my property management firm, when we take on properties from like these old school landlords in 2022, they are still picking a rent from their tenants. Right? right. And so, you know, I come in, I co- here, I come, my company comes in, we deliver a welcome letter and say, Hey, we you're not picking up rent, okay? You're gonna pay Cash App, PayPal, Vimo, Zelle, Apple Pay, Credit Card. We offer H- all of trying to yeah. And and some of these some of these older tenants that have been living in these houses for years, dealing with these old school landlords, they can't convert. They're just like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, can I get can you can you come pick up a check? Can you come I'm like well, no? We have four hundred properties. Yeah. Why would I go? We're not about to come pick up no check. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or no money order. You can come drop it off to us. But um I like that you um, aren't stuck in your, you aren't stuck in your ways, yeah. and you allow the younger generations mm-hmm. to come and teach you things, right. and you can take that and go go far with it. So that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so Larice, uh, I messaged Larice. We were texting back and forth mm-hmm. when I was trying yeah. to get them on the show, get you guys on the show, and I was asking Larice about the different businesses that yeah. we have, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna just I'm gonna just name off these businesses <laughs> real quick. So Larice Purnell, co-founder and managing partner of is it CLE CLE CLE, 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 CLE Consulting Firm. Co-owner, Black Box Fix, founder and chief visionary, The Real Black Friday, which I definitely want to get into that. And then you two, both of you guys, co-owner of 1178, which I would love to learn more about as well. So, Larice, let's talk about, hmm, let me pick and choose (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the CLE uh, consulting firm. That is... um, that is a farm where you are pretty much like handling like taxes and so uh,
2: we do accounting 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 tax so we do personal and corporate taxes okay and then we do payroll services as well and the newest thing that we've added, we do financial and business consulting. Okay. So give people strategy, like say for example, even in your space, a lot of developers will call us and say, hey, can you do a performer? Can you do a cash flow analysis on okay. this project? And yeah. we'll do those as well, so yeah. so yes. One of the things that you didn't mention in this was that you also wrote a book. Yes.
0: What's that book yes. called?
2: Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations. Yes,
0: financial And um, what made you get into that financial realm? Cause you told me you was doing the yeah. real estate stuff. Yeah. So where did that where did that piece come into play?
2: So I, I decided to write the book. It was one because when I was working in non-profit and I was working at the church. What I noticed as I would travel the country, even doing speaking, that a lot of people would come up to me. I mean, you know, you would mm-hmm. see me at church. Mm-hmm. I would always have a line after church, <laughs> and it was everybody had a financial question. Yeah. Hey, tell me about my credit. Hey, I don't know how to save. Or whatever the case may be tax questions yes. so yes. it just i realized that you know we got a lot of people um in the church shouting but nobody has good credit mm-hmm. nobody has any mm-hmm. money you know shouting with no savings yep. um yep. you know yep. uh, celebrating with no credit you yep. know so so for me it was hey how do i put something that's one digestible So it took me a long, that was a process. What I did was I probably read close to about 50 financial books before I read my book. I mean, before I wrote my book. Because for me, what I wanted to see is most people, the average person that picks up a financial literacy book, they usually never get to the end. Mm -hmm. By the first three pages, they go to sleep. (laughs) So I said, what could I write? That will be where people, that average person could jump on a plane. And by the time they're off that flight, yeah. they've digested an entire, you know, blueprint to how to establish a strong foundation. Yes. So again, you know, when I start having like... Football players, yeah. you know, athletes really took to it because I had a, a couple professional um, clients I was working with. Mm-hmm. They shared it with their group and mm-hmm. they would, you know, text me like, man, I read your book. Mm-hmm. It was good. Mm-hmm. And I knew they read it because I would always ask them questions. Yeah. Don't tell me you wrote, read my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you yeah. ain't really yeah. read it. So yeah. I'm like, well, what did, what did chapter nine say? Right, right. Let me bring up chapter nine because I ain't going to ask you about chapter one. Because everybody gets through chapter one. <laughs> right. So but no, um, but that's what made me. It was just a, a thing of how I grew up. Okay. And Lawrence, you know, I always say on an interview, we would have so many candles in our house mm-hmm. that when I'm older now, I, I laugh. At my mom, I'm like, Ma, I thought I had a lot of birthdays. <laughs> Um, Because we always had candles in the house. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I thought I had probably three or four birthdays a year. But what it was is we didn't have no lights Mm. um, because our lights were shut off Mm -hmm. on multiple Mm -hmm. occasions because we struggled growing up. So for me, it was like I made a a commitment to God is if you give me the tools to help people, I will speak into their lives and help to develop them to build legacy. So, man, that's
0: mm -hmm. that's amazing. That's amazing um i love it i love it i picked the book up a long time ago i, I know i've read through it i'll go so ask which you, know, you get to tell me about, about chapter seven, seven. It like then three, but, <laughs> so. but um you know being in the real estate business i had picked up just having a good financial setting on, on early on and learning how to manage money yes. uh which we'll talk about that as well as far as uh in, in the marriage realm yes um but I know that's really important, man. Having just good credit, and one of the things I learned recently, man, is not even learned, but I just got a grasp of it. Is business credit? When you uh, when you can establish that business credit, oh, oh my gosh, my gosh. that and, and and know what to do with it, Another it level. will take your business to completely whole new levels. Yeah. And I just got that established January twenty twenty two. Wow! So I'm and, and thank yeah, you, thank congrats, you. I mean, man. I've been doing business all these all these years, and I was always paying cash for mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. You know, And using a debit card, yeah. which I don't even own a debit card yeah. no more. Yeah. Literally, all I have is credit cards. Yeah. And I was telling a friend the other day, I was like, man, you have to get rid of your... Listen, don't have a debit card. Put yeah. everything on credit. Take advantage of those points. That's a whole other conversation. Oh. Oh, yeah. So we're not going to get into uh, this. So I know you're here, baby. We're, we're going to get to teach it right now. <laughs> how, how y'all want to do this?
2: Right. Let's switch the mic up. I'm ready to teach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, The Real Black Friday, man. Uh, you had an amazing... Real Black Friday this year All-Star was here in Cleveland yes had the whole uh, what's the mall called down Tower, Tower, City. City. Tower City I mean thousands of people man this isn't your first rodeo doing this man, but take me back to how you came up with the real Black Friday. How you started it, so where you are now? Is it a smoother process now that you've gone through all these different ones? I've, I mean, I've been to all yeah. of them. Once the World church, man. the ones out at the beach, the oh, one, yeah. you know, I've been, I've been to all of them, man. So, so I so won't talk ask about you about that. chapter seven. No, no, because <laughs> <'cause laughs> at least you've been there, so yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, and, and, and telling yeah, people what yeah. the real Black Friday is and yeah. how you came up with the concept and what it does for our people here in Cleveland.
2: You know what? What I tell leaders is, you got to listen to the people. Sometimes what we do is we create stuff we like versus what the people like. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wrote the book because of the demand that people kept asking me about how to elevate their finances. Same thing with the real Black Friday. I actually was in Detroit, never forget that for the rest of my life, went to Detroit to teach at a church, at a financial literacy conference. Mm-hmm. And when I got done, my line was filled with entrepreneurs. And I realized, so I, so I started to ask, why are you struggling? Well, nobody knows I exist and Mm -hmm. I don't have the resources to let people know that I exist. And I heard all the challenges and I knew that had become like a kind of standard. Everywhere I would speak, Mm -hmm. I was attracting entrepreneurs. And like I told you, I've been doing this since I was a kid, mm-hmm. not knowing what it was called then, mm-hmm. but it was the black barbers. It was a black corner store owners, the black mm-hmm. McDonald's owners that used to let me at 11 and 12 say, Hey, we're going to keep you off the street. There's something different about you. Yeah. So we ain't going to let you get caught up in the gangs yeah. or selling drugs or whatever yeah. the case may be. So again, I'll never <laughs> forget standing on a red chair in my bedroom. Never forget. I, I got up and I said, I got an idea. I'm going to call it the real black Friday. And I called a couple of people at that time and I said, if I'm crazy, tell me I'm going back to bed. I was yeah. off. It was a Monday yeah. and they said, you ain't crazy. And so what I did, the first one, I don't know if you remember the first one I did, what I did was I had a, I rented four trailway buses. And I took 200 people, uh-huh. and I said, the first 200 people to get on these bus, we're going to call it Get on the Bus, like uh-huh. the movie. Yeah. And what we did was we hit black businesses all around Cleveland. Oh, yeah. I filled the fun. bus up. Yeah. And, and by the time we were halfway through, I looked behind us, and there were cars even trailing us. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we were just hitting businesses all throughout Cleveland. And right then... I knew we had something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, it was all about the foundation of the Real Black Friday yeah. is about bringing access and exposure yes, to yes. black owned businesses. Yes, and, and so many. And yes. to create educational and networking opportunities. Mm-hmm. So to, to this Real Black Friday during NBA All Star, it goes back to the premise access. Because yep. access and exposure is what changes all of our lives. Yep. Yep. Think about that vacation yep. you went on yep. and you stayed in that penthouse yep. Yep. and saw that ocean view. <laughs> yep. Now you can't stay on the bottom floor exactly. next to the, to the cashier no exactly. more. <laughs> exactly. Look, you, you, if it don't say four or five stars, that's Lawrence ain't staying there. That's, that's, okay. real. that's so, real. So again, because you've been exposed. <laughs> yes. yes, So when yes. you think about, you name the places. When I went, I did it at the Word Church. Yep. I did it at Edgewater. Yep, Edgewater. And people don't realize, we remember as kids, you didn't go to Edgewater no. because there were needles on the ground. Uh. But the reason why I took the black community there mm-hmm. was because the Metro parks took over mm-hmm. and they beautified the place. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Let's reintroduce Edgewater in right. the Metro parks to the black community. Yeah. Public, square. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. public, public square. That's yep. like, right. Public square. Remember public square. Yeah. You remember we weren't going on public square because right. you had to step over all the people sleeping in public square, right. people panhandling in public square. Right. But when they redid it, Let's reintroduce a black community. I like that. Tower City. I like that. Dying. Yeah. They just introduced a $40 million renovation. They hired the black architect who did the African American Museum yeah. in Washington, D.C. Uh, to redo man. Tower City. That's yeah. So guess what? Bring access to the people. Yes. So yes. four years from now, people are gonna be like, Oh, that's why he took us there. Yeah. I was trying to get y'all the game four years ago. They're <laughs> yes. getting ready to
0: redevelop it. That's gonna be amazing. So it's gonna be We're amazing. And I so, I love yeah. what the city has going on right now. Absolutely. I feel like man, after it when all one, Cleveland is just a dope city. I love yes. Cleveland. Wintertime, I'm not a fan of the wintertime. But we you know, we all we all we all been here all our lives. We still <laughs> we still fight through it. But um. after All Star, I just realized, I just started seeing all these different businesses and black-owned businesses pop up all over the place. I'm like, man, this is so amazing. Yeah. Like... Now I fly back to Cleveland. I feel like I'm on like a little mini vacation. Come yeah. on, <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> like, I'm like I want to stop here. I want to stop there. You know, Finn and Feather. Shout out to Finn and right. Feather. Shout out to going to Filter. That's then, right. You know, Z opened up Jade and just all these that's different right. places and establishments, Double Nickel and the Grill yeah. 55 and just everything House that's of going Creo. on. House of Creole. Yeah. And just that's like, right. I'm just like, man, this is dope. Nah, this is dope. Right. And I'm And it's all happening after the pandemic. And it's like starting to see people you know, bring more money to the city and the city and then we got our new mayor, shout out to Mayor right. Bitch. So, you know, man, like Cleveland is a really uh dope city. And I'm gonna ask some questions to both of you guys towards the end okay. regarding uh Cleveland. Uh let's talk about this eleven seventy eight. What what is that? What's going on with this? What's what's eleven seventy eight,
1: Rajonda? Well, it's <laughs> the year that we both were born. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so we created this um business actually for our book and then our other avenues that we have going on right now. Okay.
0: Is it too early to discuss what 1178 is? We kind of want to put out there just, yes, we don't have to. Yeah, we no, no, no,
2: to. no. We, we want to. So okay. we're going to like, we're trying to say we're going to launch our book through there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we actually are going to get back into the real estate space.
1: Yes. Nice. That's uh, something nice. that I've always wanted to yeah. do. Yes. Because yeah. I just... Living where we live and just seeing like certain houses and landlords, I've always wanted to be a landlord and give them an experience that typical landlords don't give you. Mm -hmm. Like they go up on your rent and I'm like, well, you didn't even come in here and pay. You didn't give me a new (laughs) ceiling fan. You didn't do anything. So I just wanted to be able to have that experience and just come in and give someone something to where they love living in my property. That's what's up.
0: That's what's up. So we don't. so with that being said, I have some questions um look a few more questions. Uh, one, you guys are coming up on your one year anniversary yes. soon. June nineteenth. June nineteenth. It's around Juneteenth. June. Yeah, it is Juneteenth. It is Juneteenth. T- T- June June okay. Juneteenth. Man, first and foremost Let's just talk about how oh, dope buddy. the wedding was. Okay, the wedding Thank had the you. whole city had invited the whole city out to the to the, to the uh, uh, after, after party. party. I, I walk in after party, I'm like, dang, like this is. Hey, I didn't leave till like it was three in the morning. Like, yes. <laughs> we should have place down. Shut the place down. We sure. We're talking about just open bar, amazing desserts, food everywhere. I mean, just all different type of stuff, man. You guys did a really amazing job, Thank and that's just. You. Uh, I mean, just super dope. To put that on for the city, you know Thank what I'm saying? You. Like, I think that's just amazing. So that's dope. So, um hold on, Jamie, how 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 we doing? You good? Yeah, I'm all ready to go. You ready I going? to go? Okay. All right. Um right. Let's talk about how you guys met. <laughs> Real quick. You want me to tell a story? Yeah, or you tell the story, guys. Yes. So, how did, how did you two meet?
1: So I used to always see him at church because uh-huh. he would greet people or be waving, but I never knew who he was. I did see him with my best friend before, but all I knew is he was a light-skinned, heavier man that wrote a book. That's the only thing that I knew about this guy. I had to tell
2: I was married. You got to stay away from me. I'm married, girl. <laughs> no. We at church. Stay away from me.
1: So <laughs> yeah. I never knew. So one day, me and my cousin, we were going to Cedar Point. So I mm-hmm. was going up there from work to go pick up some um, Cedar Point tickets. Mm-hmm. It was the Black Box Fix mm-hmm. on Sals- mm-hmm. oh, Salisbury, Salisbury Offaly Road. Of mm-hmm. Lee Road. Mm-hmm. Him and his kids in there. I walk in. I'm like, hey, I was with my cousin. I had my my, my um smock on and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I so saw him and that was it. I would say maybe about a week or two later, they were going to go down Lee Road and change it into the Fixed Bistro. So mm-hmm. they were having their grand opening. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm leaving from work. Mm-hmm. Got on my smock. I'm like, I got to go up there, Eric cooking. I'm going to get me some lunch yeah, yeah. and head back to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm in there and I was about to leave. And he walked up to me and said, I've been trying to flirt with you. I felt weird. like, who tells you they trying to flirt? But I was like, I have been married. My-
2: I've been married for 17 years. Look, I had snatched I my know, I had no <laughs> game. You, 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 you. Look, I, had no- I had no game. I'm like, I just went up here and ground like she in my spot. I can so say like, whatever I want to say.
1: Right, right. So I snatched my hand away and I was like, uh, uh. And I got immediately in the car and I called Maisha. I said, Maisha, that man that's your friend that wrote that book, he's married. He just told me he tried to flirt with me. She was like, what? So fast forward, I go to work. She goes into, she was like, well, I'm about to go up there. So she ended up seeing him. He ended up telling her he was divorced. Mm -hmm. When she got in the car, she called me like, Oh, he's divorced. I was like, I'm about to say, even though I didn't know him, I just felt like yeah. he was one of the good guys. Yeah. I knew that that could not, he yeah. was not about to try to step right. out. Yeah. So fast forward to all of these rumors and stuff. Like I took mm-hmm. this married man. Mm-hmm. That is so far from the truth. Of I never uh, even knew who he right. was. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I
2: yeah. wouldn't have done that first and, of and, all. And, and you know, and yeah. then people
0: keep this stuff on, 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 on private, yeah. you know, like when I, well, I'm, I'm, Divorce now two and a half years, but when we went through it, we didn't go. We didn't tell everybody. <laughs> right, you just like, hey, I'm, I'm divorced. Just, yeah, people, people didn't know. And then hey, they, yeah, like- yeah, People didn't know, and then eventually word got out. But yeah, you know, that's that's what's up. Um,
2: How did you know she was the one? You know what? The funny thing about it is, I wasn't even ready to date or looking to date. Yeah. But when I saw her, she was. I'll never forget the day she was standing at the counter. And she had her little polka dot, you know, I remember the scarf she had on, the <laughs> smock. And it was just like, I was sitting there with my kids, and I was always very careful bringing mm-hmm. people around my yes. children. Yes. So I was like, I yes. can't flirt too hard. Mm-hmm. My kid's going to be paying attention, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially my daughter. Like, mm-hmm. who is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but but I saw her, and I said, oh, I got to have her. And I had never said, because a lot of people, you know, who don't know, but I lived, you know, I got married when I was 19, Wow. While I was in college at wow. Bowling Green. Yeah. And so again when she talked about I didn't know how to flirt, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I got before, you know, I was even a, at a ripe age, I was married. Yeah. So I hadn't dated, you know, yeah. through college yeah. and all that. Yeah. So for me, you know Your game was weak. It, it was it was real weak. <laughs> game was weak. It was so weak. <laughs> now this is a funny part, Lawrence. This is so everybody thought I had lost my mind. Uh-huh. Now you probably remember this transition. Uh-huh. I literally the first date I went out on her with all I own was suits. Mm-hmm. People at the church used to call me suit because uh-huh. I always had a suit on every day. So I had a closet full of suits. Now, if you yeah. want me to wear a suit, I got one for yeah. you. Yeah. Tell me what color. Yeah. But but when I, when we finally decided to go on a date, literally, I went to Next in the mall. Uh-huh. And I remember telling a girl, whatever the newest thing is, just give it all <laughs> to me. Newest shoes, <laughs> newest jeans, newest sweater. So when I came out of there, look, people was like... <laughs> Larissa, what's going on with him? So people was like, oh, this dude, she done turned this dude out. He looking like he from the block right now. From the boardroom to the block. So uh, but I literally didn't even have something to wear with yeah. her on my first. Like I was nervous, like, what should I wear? I was calling people, like, what do you wear on a first date? And day? I was nervous to go on the first
1: date with him because I'm like, I don't have no suit and dress up clothes. She I work in a, a in the salon. I don't wear <laughs> yeah. corporate clothes. So yeah. yeah, it was nervous yeah. for both of us. That
2: is but, funny. But when we stayed, so to answer your question though, in a long way, mm-hmm. what well, we what well, we did the first day was at night time. Okay, took it at night, oh, yeah. we, remember, we, we, night hung, yeah. we hung we hung out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. We shut it down. Okay, so we noticed that every date we went on, our first probably six seven days. Every place, we had the reputation, we shut places down. Mm -hmm. We would talk so long, and and it felt like high school, where, you know, you sit on the phone, and you go Uh, to sleep. You hang up. You hang up. (laughs) We would wake up. It'd be 5 in the morning. We sit on the phone. I'm like, hello? (laughs) (laughs) How different people
1: thought we were, we found Mm -hmm. so many similarities.
0: That's what's up.
1: So it was just very, very I don't know. It was just good to talk yeah, to someone yeah, that I perceived yeah. to be someone else. I was prejudging him yeah. as I'm sure he was prejudging me. Mm-hmm. And once we got to open our mouth and have a conversation, it was like, oh, wow. Like, so that the, wow. for me to able to be free mm-hmm. and be myself, mm-hmm. I told him so many things about me. Mm-hmm. Just probably our first couple of days of our first couple of months of dating, yeah. because I'm just like, if he's going to be the one I'm, I'm all in or, or nothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I and I promise you, my tire show. Cause when she told me, I was like, "Pull off!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean, to pull off <laughs> reverse. <laughs> like, no, but I just joking. But we, but you know what, I will tell you, and this is important. We have not really shared this mm-hmm. um, before in any interview, uh, Lawrence. But I feel, you know, I mean, you're a friend, so I can share this with you. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of heartache, Nate. A lot of judgment, yeah. and, and not just from the world, but from Christians as yeah. well. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people yeah. talked mm-hmm. really bad mm-hmm. about who. You know my wife was. They was like, oh, he with that street girl. She on she on one number, so she money hungry. Oh, you know, all they probably doing is, you know, they, they probably just having sex all the time and all this. So people really, when I say they were really mean, yeah, that's when I found out like how people really could be. Mm-hmm. And what I'll say, how I really, how I really knew that she was the one is the way she stood by me. As people would would say just wrong stuff because at that time I went through a divorce. Yeah. I transitioned from the word church, mm-hmm. and you have people saying yeah. all kinds of yeah. stuff. Of course, all, talk. you know yeah. they talk. They're they gonna make their rumors up, talk, and then they course. go down the rumor mill, and this yeah. and this and yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, and I sit there, and what people don't realize, I'm still human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's still human, yeah. and as you as you are bad-mouthing people that's why to this day we live on that as a couple we ain't got time to be bad mouthing because if we truly love our community and love our black people if we see somebody going down the wrong road Mm -hmm. don't dog them call them and say hey bro i see you might you might want to make an adjustment in that man because i I want you to be the best you but but again so that actually helped us be better people um, but again, that's how I knew she was the one when I can cry on her shoulder and say, I'm hurting today. Mm-hmm. Like I heard this and, it, and it's me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know that's not the person. And she got to see who I really was. Mm-hmm. And she uplifted me and I was able to uplift her. Yeah. And they don't realize those hits, you know, it's like getting punched multiple times. It makes a boxer better. Yeah it actually yeah. made us stronger. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. we can take some blows. You got, me, you got me over here thinking about trying to find my wife. <laughs> I can
0: find me a wife now, man. But, hey, I, I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. This, is, this is why you guys are here, man. Um, I, I'm excited to, that you guys are. Sh- thank you for sharing those things with me, too. Yeah. Um, I just have a few more questions. and I, I, I have a lot of questions, but I don't want to take up too much time. Plus, I want to feed you guys. Okay, no because problem. real quick, J- uh, Jamie. What 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 uh what what did you what did you bring today real quick we so have me. seared lamb chops mm. in our uh, signature next
1: level sauce. We have uh honey garlic uh, salmon filet over garlic mashed potatoes and sauteed spinach. Sounds and then amazing. We also have dessert this season. This is a dessert. Y'all can and take fresh dessert home. Lamb for you. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, Excited. Let, me, Excited. Let, me, let me not rush it. But can let me we rush go ahead and end it? <laughs> no. no.
2: <laughs> I think you asked all the questions. It sounds too good. <laughs> oh, my oh, Lord.
1: so great. Yeah. Thank you. Yes.
2: Ooh. I knew there was a yes. guy. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So I'm going to ask a few more questions regarding being married and entrepreneurship. I can leave mine out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being married and entrepreneurship, and we can go ahead and eat. So how important is it, like, Having a partner that supports your business, something going on in your business, who do you talk to? Are you able to go to him and then absolutely. he listens hear, hears you out, yes. and unless you know an important and pours to you, gives you advice, yes. and vice versa lo oh, So, absolutely.
1: so i i I appreciate him so much, probably more than what he thinks I do, mm-hmm. so like when I was struggling at Palmero's, my salon that I have for it was literally one month shy of ten years mm-hmm. um. I didn't, that's like my baby. Mm -hmm. So when I came to him with my finances and showed him everything, it wasn't that I wasn't making the money or had the money, I just had bad money management. Mm -hmm. So for him to come in and help me navigate through that Mm -hmm. and close up my salon, it just put me in a different mind space. Mm -hmm. So right now, like he's like, whatever you want to open, whatever you want to do, if you want another salon, we can open it, but it's me that's saying, hold up. So to have someone support me and support my dreams, whatever, if I want to start selling water, he gonna figure out what water company to get to. (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's just a beautiful thing because during my relationships, before I met my husband, I was the one that was always pouring into them, or Mm -hmm. uplifting them, or helping them out. Mm -hmm. So to meet someone, it was so refreshing that Mm -hmm. I can finally have someone love on me and pour into me. Was it difficult? Like he called me queen for the first time we met, and Mm -hmm. I was like, "Don't call me that. My name was Shonda." I thought he was trying (laughs) to get really got mad at me. Yeah. I she thought like, that it was him corny. trying Don't to call just, me that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if it was going to be real. I thought that he was just trying to psychologically make me think that he really liked me and he didn't mm-hmm. because I wasn't used, used to that. someone calling used me queen. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And, and so what I felt like is, you know, I, I treat her like I want somebody to treat my daughter. Yeah. And for, for, mm, for me, for good. me, it was a, you know queen you are excellent i need you to see who you are yeah. and i would always push her and say you are great man yeah. you know that's just your circumstances we all have those yeah and we can overcome them all yeah. and so i would always push her and you know for me it was important that too we're going to talk all the way real because mm-hmm. we heard you know hopefully somebody has helped as well is i it was necessary if she was going to be my wife that she shifted her mindset mm. Because, you know, a lot of times we have women, you know, the saying is you better ask that brother about his credit or when the last time a brother asked a chick about her budget. Like well, don't my wait, credit score now is a seven sixty
1: three, and Ooh. I'm proud to say that. Look, look, okay,
2: seven sixty three. I'm not figures that. Look,
1: <laughs> that may not be half the sum, but <laughs> yeah. where I come oh, from, from, from one hundred oh, yeah. and five and the Hampton yeah. off the of Superior, yeah. Yeah. that's a big step Man, for me.
0: Listen, yeah. listen. That's that's all amazing. thanks to this guy. That's and His knowledge,
2: but but Thank then even even what I want to say to her to give kudos to her is that she was, in our community, we have trust issues and it was hard for her to overcome initially. Mm-hmm. Like it was always like, she was like, you, um uh, she was like, you know, I like, what you
1: gonna take my money? I'm thinking, hey, you like, gonna
2: try gonna to take, take, take all my money? Hey, <laughs> like, like, Lawrence,
1: I'm like, I'm gonna take So that goes to say, I didn't know what this brother yeah. had back then. For, yeah. So yeah. for them to think that I was a go-to, you no, know, I'm like, is he about to take my money? Yeah, right. so,
0: and she
2: yeah. would really react that way. Yeah. But down to though, you know, where she was willing to listen. What I loved about her was that she was willing to be a student because, you know, real leaders are students for life, you know. So I pride myself on that. But for her to take that on as well and say, hey... I'm willing to listen to my husband. This is what he's an expert at. Mm-hmm. And she would do that. Mm-hmm. And we would go sit down, go through her budget. I'm like, you got to cut that out. You got to cut this out. You got to cut that out. How are you not paying yourself? How don't you not have a 401k? Why don't you have a Roth? Why don't you do this? Yeah. Well, that means you got to shut that salon down. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, I can say that publicly. I could have gave her every penny she needed yeah. Yeah. to keep that salon open mm-hmm. and if she wanted it. Mm-hmm. But I realized that sometimes we pull people out of the storm too early mm-hmm. and don't let God deal Ooh. with yeah so so That's, she was good so she this needed to go uh-huh. all the way through the storm so she yes. had to revisit it yes and i knew through that process her mindset would be and it shifted. made me
1: appreciate it more oh, for because sure. i did have some people probably thinking like well i, I hear he got this he should be and it kind of was like making me feel like maybe he should now don't get me wrong he helped me along the way but to do what he could have done like he said he could have secure everything it made me appreciate it more because i did it all i fought through it yeah so it made me just feel better about where i'm at today that i can stand on when when my when i was 14 and my mother depended on my dad and they divorced Mm -hmm. and to see my mom have to struggle and work at a corner restaurant it's like i said i'll never depend on a man for the rest of my life. So that's why I go so hard. He want me to take off some Saturdays. More days. <laughs> but I love what I do. I love my clients. Yes. I love talking to them. Yes. I love being around people. I'm a people person. Yeah. So I I want to contribute. Yeah. And some people don't. But yeah. that is something that I stand by. I yeah. live by 10 toes down. Yeah. That's going to be me for the rest of my life.
2: And then that's too, sweet. Lawrence, mm-hmm. a real man uplifts a woman and makes sure if he's not around that she can survive without him. Oh, um, and for me, talk talk uh, nice. <laughs> so no, it's, it's just because I've watched yes. a lot of men in my family die at an early age. Yes. Um, yes. So for me, it's like, it's one thing, cause we all, we always talk about now and a lot of people in our generation do buy life insurance yeah, I, I was, but yes. but the biggest thing to it is mm-hmm. it's not just buying the policy mm-hmm. is if you're gone what mm-hmm. will they do with the policy mm-hmm. right so if you haven't educated them leaving that million dollars means nothing yes. why does 85 percent of nfl players go, go bankrupt yep. three years after being elite why does most people who hit the super lotto go broke it was never a money issue it was yep. a mindset yep. issue so for me it's like the education that i give her is because if i'm not around mm-hmm. if god forbid we didn't work out, I don't want people to be like, man, she was nothing without him. Look right. at this. right I want her to say no. You, level she, up. you leveled you know, up. Yeah. So that showed yeah. the next person, like, yeah. oh, he, he would. That's a real. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no next person. <laughs> right. God forgive me. I ain't oh, gonna I, I ain't that. that. that look, 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 look. Oh no. Nah. <laughs> Look, i come back from the grave. Man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> listen, listen, I don't want you yeah. guys food getting and cold.
0: Yeah. Um, but just a couple more questions. I don't want y'all eating in a snack. Yeah. So, oh, no, you're good. Um, Jamie, we got I'm gonna microwaves, say, please, I'm
1: sure. No, I'm gonna say,
0: I'm you, oh, listen. Oh, so you good. I'm just, I'm you good. <laughs> okay, cool cool, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, so just a couple more questions, guys. Some kind of fun questions. Vacation. Larice. how often do you take your work on vacation?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every vacation Every we vacation. go to.
0: Hey, it's hard not to. Uh, I'm, I'm not in, in right. your shoes. I'm in the right. same way. I have to take my iPad every time I travel. Yeah. And right. I have to work just a little bit. Y-
2: you know what? But that's the part of it. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks they want to be an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what it mm-hmm. means to be. So it's a difference. I'm building an enterprise. Most people are building a business. business. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. with that, takes another level. Yep. And the reality, while I'm in this process, I can't shut down. Yep. Um. So, So at some point in my career, I'll be able to sit back and take the at least slow down a little, yep. but right now everybody has a season in their life, yep. and right now I feel like it's my season, it's my
0: next level. And Rashanda, how did the, how did you learn to be okay with that? It's okay.
1: much better. When okay. we first started, it was like terrible. Yeah, I would just be waiting. I would just be sitting in the hotel room waiting on him to finish. And then it got to a point where he would be like, okay, I'm a, he'll get up before me, though. Mm-hmm. That's one thing yeah, I will say. Early, he would get up and morning. handle that. Yep. The only thing sometimes that frustrates me is that I don't know that he have multiple things to do. So he might be like, come on, let's go. We got a dinner at 7. But then like at 8.15, he might be like, I got a call. So you mean to tell me <laughs> we about to be sitting here in silence or you got to go away? Like, just tell me so I can get prepared for everything. Right, yeah. But besides that... I know what it means. And just hearing his passion, yes, I support passion. him. Yes. So I just figure out how to navigate and do my thing. Like we just was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. He had to work. He was for the Cleveland Leadership Program. Yeah. So I just went, shop, ate, Yeah. just, you know, hung around. And I actually got some rest myself. Yeah. So I'm more understanding okay. than I was in the beginning. Okay. We almost, what, six, seven years six. in. Yeah.
0: Okay. In oh, to- total. Yeah. In yeah. total. So. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you celebrate each other's wins? Like in winning, you know, it's, you lay on a big deal. It's like you call, you know, like hot when you when you or you so used to the big deals you don't even celebrate no more. I feel like deals should always be celebrated, right? Yeah. So what are ways that you guys celebrate collectively on those just on wins?
1: I'm sure I can do a better job. Mm-hmm. But Larice moves so fast, soon as he closed one deal mm-hmm. or tell me about something. He got another idea so like he don't even give himself time to <laughs> celebrate the moment because he's starting so italy i i'll be conf- i be lost a little yeah. bit
2: yeah, yeah. so I, w- I would say i was actually gonna be honest and say that sometimes right now in a season of just moving and yeah. building and developing sometimes it's like we're jumping from thing to thing but one thing is it's, it's so important because through this process don't ever forget you know the woman i met and and understanding like the good parts of her, but mm-hmm. the areas that she struggled in. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like mm-hmm. it's always gonna be my job to continue to build her mm-hmm. and let her know that she is great at everything she does. Mm-hmm. So when she does something, I'm like, "Bae, you the bomb, yeah. man! Look yeah, at you! Yeah, like you, like you, you a dog! Yeah. Like you know." So for me, it's you know, because I had two speaking engagements. Right, <laughs> I
1: had two speaking engagements recently uh-huh. that he pushed me on, yeah. and I was so nervous. I, I, uh-huh. And this Saturday, he actually came. And I was like, first, when I told him to come, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have told him because he's an expert in this. He's going to be judgmental. He's going to be telling me, you missed this, you missed this. And to hear him say yeah. how good and how I articulated my words, yes. that was very encouraging. Yeah. So that was. And it's that that yeah. affirmation,
0: reassurance, mm-hmm. and being affirmed. Um, Cleveland, man. So we're gonna get to the end of this interview because the food's looking real good, yeah. and I haven't ate today. Did you Oh eat today? no, I haven't. I, okay, today. good. So I'm glad you I know we did eat myself. with you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. Um, I always ask, and you know, on the last, the last season, I always asked my guests, "How do you feel about the city of Cleveland?" kind of touched on it earlier about the new stuff opening up, but how do you guys feel about Cleveland? Is this your? Is this always going to be your home? You know, do you see yourself? Getting a place like me, I live in Atlanta right now, but I still have my house here. So, this is always home for me. And, you know, just how do you guys
1: feel about Cleveland overall? So, for me, I love Cleveland. Mm-hmm. This is what where I was raised at. Yeah. Um, I've always saw myself possibly moving.
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: that look like? I had no idea. Yeah. But when I think about traveling with my husband, I'm like, okay, I'm a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. That's leaving my clients. Yeah. So, oh, that's yeah. going to be hard for me. Is the idea there? Yes, but starting over, starting over. I don't, I don't really know. Like, but we will, if we do, we will definitely keep our home.
0: Okay, and I don't mean to cut you off. Entrepreneur Rashonda, you know, and you used to get a business here and have your stylist here, and boom, you could travel and you could live it elsewhere. You know, even though but you got to be in the, it's like, not about like, it's, 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 Okay, I see what it is yeah. for you. I see what it is for because mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was hard for me to make that transition to move to Atlanta. But I was like, okay, you know what? I was opposite of you. I'm like, I don't want to be the hands on or more of the business here. So now I got a team, see, I love and I that. could literally, I don't have, I have no business dealings in Atlanta at all. Like mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything there. Other okay. than watch them, you know, have to be with my kids and I watch my kids. No. I don't watch my kids, y'all. I be with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, guess like I, said, I babysit my kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I babysit my kids. Uh, being be with my children and then I just, you know, have my laptop out and I run my business, my Cleveland business from there or anywhere for the most part. But um what about so, you, man? How do you feel about Cleveland, man? Where's where's
2: it going? I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um, the mayor that looks like us, mm-hmm. young, dynamic, mm-hmm. innovative, creative the the, um, the congresswoman mm-hmm. um even leaderships in a lot of corporations have changed yeah uh yeah. non nonprofit and, and corporate yeah. america so i'm encouraged to see some of the new leadership that um, is coming in place mm-hmm. but i'll be honest with you it, it looks good mm-hmm. um because we've seen a lot of change take mm-hmm. place and see nothing happen in our committee but i won't yeah. be happy until i see I people that look like us actually own buildings in downtown own, you know, and we don't get gentrified and not take advantage of all this new development. Mm -hmm. You know, we were in Nashville this week and 31 cranes, 13% of all cranes in America are in the air right now in Nashville, but you know how many black people own buildings in those developments? Two, two, 77% of local businesses are in downtown Nashville. You know how many are ran? Less than five are ran by black folks. So we're talking about $10 billion dollars Right wow. now, this year, is yeah. getting developed right there in that city. So for me, I saw that I got excited like this could be Cleveland. Yeah. But for me, it will not feel like home. It won't feel like success yeah. unless I see us be a part of it. Yeah. But to end that, I would say is Cleveland is not my last stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I We are, I was just waiting for my son to graduate. Yeah. So as long as my wife is confident and happy with it, yeah. we just got to find the right place for us that works for us. Okay. So in the next couple of years, we're probably going to try something different.
0: Okay. All right, man. That's what's up, man. Well, listen, uh, Larissa Rashana. Thank you guys for being the first guest of season two lunch with Lawrence y'all interviewing thank entrepreneur you. couples um i appreciate you guys so much so much good content that we have good conversation in it i ain't gonna lie i have way more questions we need to we didn't even talk about black box fix and some <laughs> other stuff but we can talk about this stuff off camera yeah. while we eat yeah. um and thank you guys nice. thank you for guys. having thanks for having this is exciting i
2: love this proud of you man, man. Hey, i appreciate keep it keep doing yes. it and keep lifting our people up man yeah. and yeah. proud of the work that you do in your business may guys continue to give you much success as well yes sir thank you That's a wrap, dad.
1: Thank you.